Blog Talk Radio. I'll have some good days. I'll have some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. to mute their phone and star six because the uh, radio studio is very sensitive. It picks up everything, sneezing, coughing, drinking water. It picks up everything. So please be mindful that we're starting the broadcast now, and we ask everybody to mute their phones. This is the man of the hour on Thursday night himself, the burning bush. We have Apostle Alexander Lockme on the phone, and we are anxious and ready to get started. God bless you. Are you with us, Apostle? God bless you. We're here. We're ready. Woo-woo. We are ready to hear what thus said the Lord of hosts. One of the things we want to start off and ask the Apostle a question. Apostle, what is the meaning of laughter? What is laughter? It's uh it's a exceedingly great joy uh that you have got from from certain things happening in your life or or just being touched by God. You know, the Bible says He give a joy unspeakable, full of glory. It, it's it's a heavenly joy. It's it's, a, it's something that the earth can't give you. Like the old folk used to say, "This joy I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away." That's a spiritual thing. 
So it's best to have that spiritual laughter, that spiritual joy, that that natural, because that natural is based on circumstance. But that spiritual joy doesn't matter what come or go. Circumstance or not, you still got it. <laughs> you heard it. The spiritual joy is the joy of the Lord. Let me ask you some apostle. Sometimes, you know, you be in a church, at least the churches that I've seen in my lifetime, that people look like they, they're afraid to, to smile, afraid to have joy. What do you say about that, you know, how Christians sometimes are afraid to express themselves? Well, because they've been taught that from their childhood, that when you laugh, it's folly. When you laugh, it's sin. And they see you laughing, they think you're joking. The Bible says you're not supposed to joke. That's sin. Well, when you're laughing, you ain't joking. You just happy because God being good to you. And they get a misunderstanding. They get it all mixed up, and they see all that laughing. They all looking all deep like they God. God don't need you to be God. God will be God by himself. You just be you and let God work through you. We want to get too deep and, and too spiritual. Somebody said heavenly bound and ain't no earthly good. We don't laugh. We don't have no smile on our face and get mad at those that do laugh when it's God will that we laugh. <laughs> you hitting hard tonight. So you said that, you know, it's good to laugh, but then you have those that like to look sour, have a prune face, and don't even want you to laugh. That's sad when they see other people laughing and they don't want you to laugh. Why do people get offended by that? I, I heard a little girl yesterday. She was over my house, and we were leaving out, and we stopped to get some meat. We went to McDonald's, and, you know, that's where they love to get their, their cheeseburger and all. And a girl was giving her food and said, thank you, and had a smile on her face. And <laughs> my neighbor said, I'm going to go back. I said, what you going back for? I want to know what she's smiling at, what she laughing at. I said, she's not smiling or laughing at you. She's just happy. Why do people have a problem in seeing people happy? I don't understand. Yeah, look, because they're because they not happy themselves. Got old low self-esteem. When Jesus came, Jesus came with happiness. He came with a new ministry. He came with a ministry of joy and happiness. Uh, he said, you know, he said he come to men the broken heart, set the captives free. They said at the liberty, those that are brutal. They didn't like Jesus because people were following Jesus laughing. When they were following them, they were sad, going to the church like they were going to a funeral. But when they started following Jesus, oh, they act like they was in a parade. They were so happy. The people just about a thousand and thousand following Jesus because Jesus made them happy. Jesus made them feel good. Jesus put a smile on their face. And people get offended when, when you're happy and they not. Oh, my gosh. You said they going to the church like they're going to a funeral. Good God Almighty. You hitting hard. I think I'm just going to turn this broadcast over to you right now. You hitting too hard. All I can say is, ouch. <laughs> All right, Apostle, go ahead. Well, we want to talk tonight, since you mentioned that there, we want to talk tonight about laugh, laughter. Laugh, and you got laugh, and you got laughter. One thing to laugh, but there's another thing to have laughter. The scripture said, if you go to Proverbs, uh, go to Psalm 126 for with me. Psalm 126, 1 through 6. It talks about, it's basically it's talking about the children of Israel. They got in bondage. Sometimes things will come along and to take your joy. 
Sometimes things will come along to take your laugh. Now, you, you can't laugh if you ain't got no joy now, unless it's just an old folly laugh. Some people laugh because people fall down. Some people uh, laugh because people get hurt. Some people laugh because somebody says something, a joke or something funny uh, about somebody, and they thought it was funny, and it, it could have been offensive, but they laugh. But I'm talking about heavenly laughing. I'm talking about God-giving laugh, that laugh that is inspirational. That laugh that is inspiring, that laugh that feeds your body, feeds your soul. For the Bible said laughter is like a medicine. That's the kind of laughter I'm talking about. That kind of the old folks said, this, this laughter that God gave me, God will make you laugh. So we, we were talking about the children of Israel in the Psalm 126. The children of Israel had, had made a statement. They said, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream, who dreamed that our mouth might be filled with laughter. See, when they were in bondage and, and, and with the enemy, they, all their joy was gone. I mean, the enemy had took them in captivity, and the enemy liked the way the children of Israel sang. And they asked them to sing one of them Christian songs you, you Christian folks sang when y'all was over there in, in Jerusalem. And they said, made a statement, how can I sing in a burned land? Sometimes it's hard to sing when you're in a burned land. It's hard to be laugh whenever you're going through. But you know what? you got to go through anyway, so why don't you go through laughing? Either way you're going through, laughing will help it. Laughter will help like the load. And they said in the, in the third verse, he said, and our tongue with singing. He said, then they said among the nation, the Lord had done great things. See, when you laugh your way out of it, I encourage everybody that's going through now to change your, your, your attitude about what you're going through. Quit looking at it frowning or complaining every time you open your mouth. Every time you call somebody, somebody asks you how you're doing, you tell them you're, about, you're on your way to the cemetery, you're on your way to the funeral home. Yeah, like you're on your way dead. Yes, we're all going through it. Ain't we, ain't, it's not that we've been unsympathetic about what you're going through, but you've got to go through anyway. So why not go through with a smile? Why not go through with a laugh? You will find out that you will feel a whole lot better if you laugh at what you're going through. Somebody said, how can you laugh in pain? No, you're laughing not at the pain. Yes, you're hurting, but you're laughing in the spirit. You're laughing knowing that God's going to bring you out. They said they knew God was going to bring them out one day, and they waited on that anticipation. Laugh helps you wait on that anticipation that God is going to bring you out. And it said in the third verse, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He will continue to go forth weeping. Burn seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with joyces bringing his sheep with him. Your suffering is not in vain. Yes, God see your crying. Yes, he see what you're going through. It took all your joy. But if you can reach down and find you a laugh, find you a song to sing, a rejoicing song, laugh at that situation, knowing that God going to give you the victory. And they laughed at knowing that God was going to do it, and God did do it. Now the only way back home, the only way desire, God will bring you back. This, I don't care how far you fall, God will pick you up and put a laugh on you. When I was in prison, I was at my lowest state. I was facing somewhere around 100 years in prison for 10 felonies, and, then, and the hope was gone. You know, it was hope, it was gone, and the devil tried to steal my joy. He wanted me to get depressed, but I felt God while I was there in prison. And I want you to know that God put a laugh in my mouth. Oh, and a song in my heart and a laugh in my mouth. And the people there in prison couldn't understand why I was so happy, and here I was locked up. They told me, I don't see nothing to be what, what you're happy about. You're locked up with us. But what they did know, I, I won't laugh because I was locked up. I was laughing because I knew that God I served was going to free me one day. I knew God was going to bring me out of what I was going through. you got to know this thing with a laugh. 
that God is going to bring you out. So I encourage you frowning folks. Oh, uh, uh, in the I know a I know a, a clown frown because that's the way he got the faith made. But you ain't got to get your faith that way. We had like we got our faith painted with a frown. We sit in the church. You go in the church and you look like am I am I at a funeral? Am I, am I at church? Folks sit and won't even pray the Lord till you tell them to pray the Lord. Then they'll get mad at you if you tell them too much to pray the Lord. Nobody shouldn't have to ask you to pray the Lord. Nobody shouldn't ask you to laugh how God been good to you. If it had not been for the Lord, it was on our side. God done brought us from a long we owe God a laugh. Oh, God wants you to laugh. Uh, Paul said, God which above all things, you prosper and be in health and your soul prosper. God wants you to laugh. He wants you to be filled with joy because he said laughter is like a medicine. You know, they, the, the, the doctors even said folk that laugh seem to be more healthier. They seem to be more vivid. We'll let the devil make us frown and, and nothing they know. We got upsules and we got tumors and we got we heart attacks and we got stroke. The Bible said in the book of Matthew, since you can't change it, why worry about it? You can't make it get no high, no low, no bigger, no bad. You can't change the status of it. You can't change your problem by wearing. I don't care what the doctor told you. You can't change it by wearing, but you can by faith. So, yeah, yeah, faith will change that thing that the doctor said. Faith will let you live when the doctor says you're going to die. Faith will make it be ill when the doctor says ain't. So what you got to do is when you get a bad report, and give that thing to God and put it in faith. The Bible says, commit thy way to the Lord. He will establish and bring the path. So you ain't got no joy. The, he, the Bible said he did not have, oh, look what the scripture said. And we'll sit there and disobey the scripture and expect to get the victory. He said he that has no joy, let him leap. Somebody to be leaping right now. Let him leap for joy. Why walk that on you? You were sitting there crying. You may get up and weep. You may get up and leap. 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 You might need to leap so she don't come back. Leap. Leap in the name of Jesus. Leap for the victory. If your husband walked out, get up and leap. Not because he left, but because God is going to give you the victory. Oh, that was his loss. You know how that saying about 80-20? That was his loss. He's going to find out what he got out there but 20, and you were the 80. But if you can just laugh, fix your hair, oh, my, fix your cut of it. Don't be walking all around like you did, like you don't want nobody, and don't nobody want you. You walk out that door like new money. So God can establish you and establish your going. God wants you to laugh. Put them, get them black curtains from down that window like you sit there in the mall somewhere. Pull that curtain back and let the sunlight come in in the morning. Let the sunshine come in. You know they got a song out there. If the robin can say thank you, you need to do it too. You need to open that window and let that robin sing to you in the morning. So I woke up early this morning. Oh, the sun was bright, brightly shining. You got to open up the curtain so you can see this. You can't see the sunlight shining if the curtain closed. But open up that curtain and let that sunlight shine. Now, we got a few strips of the night we want to go to. The sheriff, we want to teach tonight. We just want to teach about laughter tonight. So somebody in, in the morning going to wake up with laugh. Listen, I like George Miles. He had a, 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 a statement over everyday life. You, you, every day you got to leave. Every day you got, you're going to have to get up in the morning whether you want it or not. So why not give up with a positive attitude? Why not get up with a positive attitude? You got to get up anyway. You get up complaining, talking about did come one another day and another dollar. Listen, 
I made more than a dollar when I went to work. I don't know who you working for. We, we, we get kind of that old slang, talking about, oh, uh, uh, rainy day of Monday. I don't care if it do be raining Monday. It, it, to God be the glory. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I don't care if it's raining or it's snowing. God made a rainy day and just had a snowy day. And what we do is we measure the day. We get we, we we get happy on a sunny day and sad on a rainy day. You have to just be just happy on a rainy day and it was on a sunny day because God made those days. God had no respect for day. He don't want you to have no respect today. He wants you to put a praise in your lips. God wants you happy. Jesus came that we might have joy. The Holy Ghost. That's why, see, that's why a lot of folks are not happy because you don't have the Holy Ghost. The happiness is not in salvation, and salvation do make you happy. But there's a greater happiness in the Holy Ghost, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Happiness you ain't never seen before. Happiness or how you laughing and don't even know why you laughing. Oh, I felt the anointing coming on that there. Oh, God, I have you happy, have you smiling, folks like you done lost your mind. They know you're going through. They know you got all these trials. But every time they see you happy, that's what God wants you. Quit letting people know what you're going through by the cutting this on your face. If you sad, it's going to show on your face. It's going to put a dent in your dimple. But if you happy, it'll tighten up and that dent will leave. Put a smile on your face. Get some laughter. Get up in the morning with a new attitude. In the, I don't care if you ain't got enough money to pay your bill. Quit worrying about no bill collector. That's your money. Now, I'm going to share something with somebody that's going to help somebody. My, my aunt told me that a long time ago because I used to worry myself to death. I'd be so sad. I would pay my bills, wouldn't have no money left over. And I was talking to my aunt one day about how I pay my bills. Because some of you don't want bad credit. Uh, and, you, and for that reason, you go broke, be around broke, pay your bill, make sure you ain't got no bad credit. But my aunt told me, she said, that's your money. Until you give it to them, that's your money. You pay that you can pay and keep you and keep some for yourself. Quit borrowing money from others. You keep your own money. You pay the bill that you can pay, and then you take the rest of that money and you live off it. You know you got to live. You got to have gas. You got to have this. You got to go to work. You got to have that. So why are you going to pay all your money or all your bills, then turn around and borrow from somebody else so they can talk about you? Borrow from your own self. You pay what you can pay, and if God don't help you pay the rest, it ain't nothing you can do about it. Trust the Lord that the rest are getting taken care of, and you take that money and you you be be wise. You have to be wise in your paycheck. You don't take all your paycheck and pick all the bills and they end up with nothing. You be wise. You give what you can pay, and the rent will take care of itself. If they can't wait, but they got to wait anyway. If they can't wait, that's what they're going to say they can't wait, but they can wait. So I hope I help somebody. Put a laughter. Put a smile on your face. Quit that burden from paycheck to paycheck and be happy. Go to work happy in the morning. When you get that paycheck, thank God for it. Same old paycheck. Yes, it's the same old paycheck, but you got a different attitude about it. Have a different attitude about that paycheck and thank God for it. So let's go in the scripture. I'm excited about the word of God. We're going to see what happened here. Are you there, Dad? Hello? Are you there? I think we got disconnected. Just hold on. I'm going to call him back. You're listening to the 5 Ministry broadcast. I'm going to call him right back. God bless you. Hold on. God bless you. God bless you. We were listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy. He's calling out of Irwin, North Carolina. Truly. He was giving us some good information, 
He was telling us what the Bible says about laughter. We're hoping that he can call back in so that we can let him finish the teaching that he wants to give us. He was saying some of the Bible scriptures, as we look at the New King James Version, he was saying Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. Apostles said that when we are merry, when we have laughter, when we can look at a, a situation and see the good in it rather than the bad, because that broken spirit breaks the whole nature, your whole continence, everything about you is like a sad uh, spirit that's around you, a gloom. But it says that when you laugh, it's like good medicine. It gives you joy. It lifts you up, put a smile on the face. You have to see laughter even in the thing of tragedy. Even with this phone uh, disconnect, this show disconnect, he left seed that we could stand on and it can grow and to nourish us. And we can look at Job chapter 8, verses 21. It says, Till he filled thy soul with laughing and thy lips with rejoicing. God wants us to rejoice. Laugh at even though that we didn't ever to hear Apostle Lockamy like we want. We can still rejoice in the Lord. We know that he put laughter in our minds, in our heart, in negative situation. Just hold on. He's calling back now. So right now on the other line, I'm gonna have to disconnect and call right and call right back. Just please stand by. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for being on standby. Again, this is the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We have Apostle Alexander Lockamy on the phone, and we are going to laugh because truly the adversary did not want him to put that seed in our mind and in our heart, the importance of laughing. You're listening to The Burning Bush, and this is our Apostle Lockamy, the man of wisdom. Go ahead, sir. Yes, and this is to all leaders of the church, your pastors and leaders and evangelists and prophets. If you want the people to laugh, you got to laugh. You are their guide. You are their instructor. They'll listen to you. they watch. They send the cutters on your face. You don't need to be sitting there deep with that robe on because you got three, got three stripes on your arm and ain't got no smile on your face, sitting there like you ain't in any service. Everybody else out there rejoicing in the service, running all over the floor, having a good time, passing all out in the spirit, and you sitting there uh, 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 raking the dust off your robe and, and, and the rankle and whatever else you're doing. You are the example. You are the mouthpiece of God. You are the one God wants to laugh. When the people see the leader laugh, they'll laugh. How they gonna laugh and you sitting there all frowning all deep like you got you Jesus. You're not Jesus, you're not God. And God don't need you to be neither one. He just wants you to be an instrument in his hand. So start laughing. Laugh. Show your wife a laugh. Laugh so your husband a laugh. You're so deep you need the one and you're laughing at home and you ain't laughing at church. And that's why so many private marriages break up in ministry, because you get so deep. We forget the main function of the whole thing is joy. This is about God. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. It ain't about, it's about God and the people. And God wants us to be happy. God wants you happy in what you're doing. He don't want you sad. 
all deep in yourself. So it's, God even made it plain. He said, the higher up you go, the armor you ought to be. He said, if you truly want to be my disciple, get down and wash your brother's feet. Oh, we done got deep here now. We done got out of the scripture. This is the word of God. And do it with a smile. While you're washing your brother's feet, do it with a smile. Be glad that you had an opportunity to wash his feet. So we're talking about uh, laughter again. And Proverbs 15 and 13 said, a merry heart make a cheerful covenant. But but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Sorrow will break your 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 spirit. The spirit is broken by sorrow. But even in death, God wants you to be happy. So 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 put a check on your on your smile, on your happiness, and see how the devil is trying to play tricks with you. And, and the children, a minister of pastor's children, uh, some can be so sad because the pastor is so deep. He won't let them do nothing. They can't do nothing. They can't even look left nor right, up or down. They got to be spiritual. They got to be by the scripture. Listen, you got to let your children grow up. When your children get a certain age, you need to turn them loose and let them grow up. You don't put the word of God in them and let them go live that word. If they don't live that word, do like Job did. Job didn't follow his children to the club. Job didn't go there and put that party that they were having that night. You up there showing up at the party. You ain't got to be showing at no party or like no club trying to get your child out of you don't talk to them right from wrong. Put a laugh on your face and joy in your heart. And get on your knees and pray. That while they're out there at the club, that they may not get shot by a bullet or take no drugs or overdose. When Joe, the children were having a party, Joe prayed for them. Preventing they might have cursed God. Joe prayed for them. He prayed for them. He didn't go to their party and go to their house. So you, you give your children a break. Get off their back. They're 18, 19, they're 29. You might say, well, yeah, you live in my house. Yes, they live in your house, but show them some respect and act like they have grown up. Give them, give them some space. Give them an opportunity to grow just like you grew. And laugh. Put some laughter back in that house. Mama laughed. Daddy laughed. The children laughed. So we're talking about laughter again. Let's go a little bit further. Talking about land. Proverbs 15 and 15. Go with me to Proverbs 15 and 15. Proverbs 15 and 15 says, Better is a little with seed of, of the Lord than great treasures with trouble. Better is a dinner, a herb, with love in than a fat calf. I'm sorry, I got jumped. Go with me, go back to 15. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart had a continual feast. All the days of afflict. When you afflicted, there ain't no joy in being afflicted. But the Bible said if you can get some laughter in there. Now you got to be you afflicted anyway. You got to go through. So why not put some laugh in there? Yes, you can laugh even though you've been afflicted. The writer said that it will be a continual feast. It'll help you go through it. You'll be able to handle it better. Why? Because you're not complaining. You you, you you're not grumbling, not mumming, but you're laughing. Laugh is a spiritual thing that God gives us, and it makes you feel good when you ought to be feeling bad. It makes you smile when you should be frowning. It makes you look up when you should be looking down. Let's go to Proverbs. Go to, let us go to, we're going to go to Proverbs, Genesis. We're going to go to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis 21 and 6. Go back to Genesis. We're jumping back and forth. We ain't got it in no order, but let's go back to Genesis 21 and see. Genesis 21 and 6. Now we're talking about, uh, 
You want me to get it for your pastor? Yes, I got it right here. Thank you. We're talking about Sarah. Sarah said, God had made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would have a children? For I have born him a son in his old age. See, God will do a miracle for you. He'll do the impossible. And people laughing at you like, oh, that ain't going to happen. She this and she that. And he did, and he that. They ain't gonna never. God will work a miracle and make the and give you a laugh and on behind that miracle. God will make you laugh in the midst of obscurity. She said, "The Lord made me laugh, gave me a baby at ninety years old. My, they ain't something to laugh for." Said, "Who could say that that Abraham could have gave me a child?" But look what God does. He's a miracle worker. And when God works miracles, he'll make you laugh behind that miracle. And God put a laugh on her face. She said, "My neighbor's gonna laugh." Oh, look at her. They weren't laughing at her. They were laughing with her. See, the difference with somebody laughing at you and somebody laughing with you. You need to find you somebody that will laugh with you. Get you a good laugh in. A good laugh will help somebody right now. Find somebody that you know that that, and that can get a good laugh. I ain't talking about no folly laugh, but I'm talking about a spiritual laugh. Laugh by how good God been. Sometimes we look back at the thing we went through, we laugh at it. Oh, God, I so thank you for bringing me out of there. Because God hadn't brought me out of that, girl, I don't even know where I'll be today. It's nothing wrong, Christian folks. It's nothing wrong with laughing. That's what's wrong now. The church, the devil got the church frowning. Church got a frown on their face. But God wants you to laugh. He wants you to put a smile on your face and laugh. Amen. Now let us go to Ecclesiastes. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. We'll find it here in a minute. What's the chapter and the verse? I can look it up for you. Yes, Ecclesiastes 3 and 4. And 4. Yeah. A time to reap, a time to laugh, a time to moan, and a time to dance. Yes. Did you hear what God said? And see, if you if you miss your moment, if you miss your moment to do that, then you're gonna be out of season. He said, "There's a time. Here you is. Here you is trying to laugh when you're supposed to be crying, and here you is crying when you're supposed to be laughing. Nobody ain't gonna laugh too much at a funeral." But you didn't laugh when you were supposed to laugh. There's a time when you're supposed to laugh. There's a time when you're supposed to mourn. And when it's time for you to laugh, you need to get that time in because you may need that laughter in order for you to make it to the next level, in order for you to make it to the next stage. So it's important that you find your season. There come a season when you just need to laugh. Just keep out on laughing. Just build up enough of laughter so that you can get the strength you need. But you can't laugh if you ain't got no joy. That's why the scripture said, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, you're going to laugh. Joy what, make, joy, joy what makes you laugh. What happened is when people lose their joy, they lose their laughter. You got to keep your joy because your joy hooks to your laughter. And the more joy you have, the more laughter you will laugh. God wants you to laugh. So start laughing more. Get up in the morning laughing at how good God being, for he truly has brought you from a mighty long way. Yes, he has. Amen. All right, let's, let's go a little further. Come on, go with me. The next, um, the 
next text. Okay. I look okay. That a word. Luke six and twenty one. And twenty one. Yes. Where it says, "God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh." You hear that? God is not gonna let you keep on crying. In due season, you is gonna laugh, but you got to go through the season. You can't just jump out of it. You ain't going through nothing nobody else had went through. We all go through. We all suffer. Maybe I didn't go through it the way you went through. Maybe my trial was a lot like your trial, but never let trials a trial. And we all have to go through. But your attitude, how you dealt with that trial, you know, God God judges your attitude, the way, how you went through that trial. And he said that laughter will come, joy will come. You're going to laugh. You ever heard those saying, he that laughs first, laugh, laugh. You're going to have to laugh, laugh. When it's all over with, you're going to laugh at those that laughed at you. No, you're not laughing at them, but when it's all over with, they ain't going to be laughing. So God's going to give you the last laugh. So it's important for you to have a positive attitude as you go through your trials and go through your tests that God can get the glory. So he wants to get the glory. Because they're like, why is she laughing? See, what the devil wants you to do to have a nervous breakdown. Uh, and he wants you to lose it. He wants you to fall apart. But here you in laughing. Every time your neighbor ride by, you waving at them. Hey, neighbor, how you doing? They're like, what's wrong with her? I thought she'd be done fell apart out of all that I done done to her. I done lied on. I done talked about. I done hung her name on the signboard. And she got a nerve to speak to me, talking about, hey, how you doing? I thought she'd be throwing rocks over here right now and then put some bullets in her gun. But you can't let your circumstance make you act cuckoo, make you lose it, make you lose your joy so that you don't laugh no more. Because we live in a world that the devil can't even have you say it every day. So so just remember, it's up to you to laugh. Nobody else can make you laugh. You gotta laugh your own self. Amen. James five James five and thirteen. What was the what's the chapter? James Jane, the book of James five and thirteen. James five and thirteen. It says if anyone among you suffering, let him pray. If anyone cheerful, let him sing praise. Yeah, see, see what he said. If any among you let him suffer, let him pray. But if you cheerful, sometimes a cheerful spirit will come on you and sit right there and won't get the benefit of it. God wants you to. If you got a cheerful spirit, He wants you to laugh. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to rejoice because that's going to give you the energy that you need to make it through your trial, through your tests. And you might not even be going through nothing. But if your spirit is, is, is cheerful, God gave you that cheerful spirit. And God wants you to be praise him and rejoice and be happy and sing songs. And just, be, just be good in the spirit because God one day you that, that, that joy, that spirit, that, that happiness in your spirit. Proverbs 3 and 8. That's Proverbs. Three and eight. It says, "Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Proverbs three and verses eight. It says, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones.' Yes, that's what he's talking about. Laughter. If you can learn how to laugh." It's going to bring a healing to your body. It's going to be help your neighbor, marrow to your bone. 
you're gonna be all miserable, all run, all sad, and it looks like you can't make it, and uh, with a sad covenant, it's gonna be like you took a penicillin shot, like a from heaven. You gonna it gonna it gonna give you strength. It's gonna build you up, and then you're gonna be walking around with stamina. Don't even know how you got it. Everybody like. I thought that I heard she was sick. See, that's what get people is when they heard you were sick, but when they see you, you don't look like you're sick. So quit looking like you're sick, adding to what somebody heard. Some people want you to know that they were sick, and then they're going to show up when they walk out the door. God wants you to walk out that door like you ain't even sick. That's why he said let the weak say he's strong. God don't want you walking around talking about your weak. God wants you to put a smile on your face, joy in your heart, and say, I'm strong. Some people say, well, you said something you ain't know that what God say say. God says, speak though it ain't as though they would. Say, Lord, I'm strong. I thank you for my strength, God. Keep walking around talking about I'm so weak. I don't know what I'm doing. Every time I get up, I know I'm going to be weak in the morning when I get up. No, don't you say that. When you get up in the morning, say, I'm going to be strong. Strong. Psalms 15 and 11. Songs, did you say 15 and 11? 16. 16 and 11. It says, Song 16 and 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Did you not know that God wants you to have pleasures? Quit letting people fool you and talking about God don't want you think God made the ocean for the unsaved people? God made that ocean for you too. That means you ain't just got to be naked while you're down there, but he made that ocean for you too. You can put some clothes on, you can go bathing. I ain't telling you to go bathing with no 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 blue jeans on, but I'm saying don't be naked. Did the hello? Don't be naked. Just go enjoy the ocean. God put that ocean there for you, too. He put Myrtle Beach there for you, too. He put all these beaches there for you, too. Now, everybody else can do what they want to. That's their business. If you go out and see somebody else dressed different, that ain't none of your business. You just make sure that you dress appropriate. Your spirit will let you know how to dress. You'll know how to dress. God wants you to be happy. He, 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 he wants you to be happy. That's why he, he that's why the 1611, say that again, that 1611. Verses 16 and 11 says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Well, at your, God made, yeah, go ahead. At your right hand, what? At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. There are benefits in serving the Lord. And God, the God you serve do not want you happy. You need to make this your last day for being sad all day long. God wants you to be happy in his right hand is pleasure. God wants you to have pleasure. He just don't want you to have blessings. He wants you to have some of the things that you want. You want a yard? You, 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 uh, everybody wants different things. You want a, a, a split level? You want a penthouse? What do you want? That's between you what you want. But God says he wants you to have pleasures too. Well, I ain't of this world. I'm of another, I know you're of another world, but you got to live in this world, so you might well enjoy some of the pleasures that God got for you in the world. The earth of the Lord and the food is the earth, and the righteous shall inherit the earth. That don't mean you got to lose it. You ain't got to live. You don't have to live like the world because you're in the world. That's why he said about the disciples. He said, Lord, I don't take them out of the world, but keep them in the world. So we got to live in this world. So why not enjoy the pleasures that God got for you in his right hand? And fullness of joy and pleasures. 
forevermore. I mean, pleasures that God got for you benefit. David said, I, I can't pay God for all his benefits. God don't want you to be no sad Christian. God don't want you to be no broke Christian. God don't want you to be no sick Christian. God don't want you to be no depressing Christian. God don't want you walking around with your head hung down like you think God ain't rich. Your heavenly Father on the houses and lands, callous on the thousand hills belong to him. And if he were hungry, oh, my God, we ain't had to ask nobody. We let it go a little further. Psalm 32 and 11. Psalms 32 and 11. Yeah, this will be our last one, Psalm 32 and 11. I hope it's not the last one. This is good. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. It says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You righteous and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Can I read it again? You bet. Yes, yes. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and short for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalms 32 and 11. Now, you know you're living right. Why are you so sad? God done said he withhold no good thing for them that walk up right before him. Then why you ain't getting no good thing then you say you're walking up right? If you know that God's word is true and he said he will hold no good thing for them that walk up right, you ought to be a happy Christian. You ought to wake up in the morning thinking that you are a millionaire. Because remember what the scripture said. He withhold no good thing from them that walk up right before him. Other word, God want you blessed. He don't want. He wants you to ask. Tell me, I don't. The only thing I ask for stuff in the spirit realm. If it ain't about the church, that's all I ask. I love the Lord. Come on, get on. Come on down off your little cloud that you own and get on back down here on earth on four twenty one and two seventeen. Hit the belts and coats and earth and, and and be real. You got to live in this world, so quit being so deep that you ain't no earthly good and get some joy. And help somebody else. Some the, people could be more happy if they stay away from around you, cause they see you. You still that joy with that frown on your face. But God, let's read that scripture again. Good God Almighty, <laughs> you hitting hard. Says, <laughs> be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Listen, listen. He said, be, this is the word of God. He said, be glad in God. There's so many sad people in God. I ain't seen so many sad Christians in all my life. You you make the world, why I'm going to come to church? You, why you think the drug addict going to come to church? That dope got him feeling good. He feel good. He got a smile on him. He laughing. He laughing because he's smoking that dope. They laughing because they drinking that liquor. They laughing because they partied last night at the club. And they come into church and you look like you lost, like you done lost your bread friend. Sitting there looking like ain't nobody done you no good. and Like God ain't answered your prayers. Why they want to come to church and see you sad with what they live? If you think that, that the world going to lay down them drugs and lay down that alcohol and all that stuff, make them feel good to come to church and look at you looking sad, you done made a mistake. Uh-uh. We, in order to win the world, we've got to show something greater than what they already have. See, when I got saved, they had to show me something greater because I was smoking dope. I was running needles up my vein. I was doing cocaine. And how you think they're going to win me over by me just seeing them sitting there looking funny? I had to get a, there had to be something greater than what I already had. And I got that in God, a greater joy. I didn't know there was a joy greater than marijuana. I didn't know there was a greater joy greater than running needles up your veins. I didn't know there was a greater joy than drinking liquor. But this joy I have. Oh, I got it from God, and it was greater than what I had. That's why I gave up what I had, because what God gave me was greater than what I had. So be happy. So be happy in the Lord. Last that what that last that verse say. And the, and it says and shout for joy, 
Are you upright in heart? You go to some of these churches, and I don't condemn no no denomination. I ain't going to call none. But you go to some of these churches, and you just wonder, what's going on here? Did somebody just die? Did I miss the way? They sit in there like they're ready to be entertained. I say to all Christians, you do not go to church to be entertained because you not you not you 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 not you not part of the show. You is the show. You not going there to be entertained, but you going there to entertain. You 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 in the movie. Now what it looked like, Charles Heston. What it looked like, he's sitting out there in the audience. When I get there, I'm going to watch for him at the movie. He's in the movie. He dirty entertained me. He dirty enlightened me in that movie, in the Ten Commandments. He dirty. He he dirty to perform for me. I'm not there to perform him. He dirty to perform for me. When Christian, you are there to perform for God. For when the sinner walk in that door, when somebody broken hearted walk in that door, when somebody wounded walk in that door, you are supposed to be on guard for God and be part of the show and not sit in the red for somebody to entertain you. Quit going to church to be entertained and start being an entertainer because you are in the show. You are part of the show. Oh, my, my, my. Mm-mm. Can I ask- Happiness? Yes. Can you ask the question? I notice sometimes that people say praise God, especially when you're feeling bad. It's like you shake the devil off. Why do people always say shake the devil off? What that mean? Well, they, they, it's kind of like speaking no thing ain't it though the was. Go ahead and shake him off, even though let him know he ain't gonna win this battle. It's a spiritual thing. It's like you making some kind of action. It's, it's like you're doing something in the spiritual realm to get him off of you. Because it says you will be glad in the Lord and that you will sing praises and yes. to God. Yes, be glad in him. See, too many sad people in God. God can bless you if you're sad. He can bless you if you're glad. He'll bless you anyway because he's a merciful God. But God wants you to be glad in him. See, this is what God wants Christians to do. If Christians start being glad in God, they'll see more people getting saved. He'll deliver the sad free. But if you say it, how you going to make somebody else happy? Sad people can't make big people happy when they say it themselves. But God said, be glad in the Lord. Because all all the benefit that God given us, they're ours for just being a Christian. He said, you righteous. You don't walk up right all you don't walk up right all week long and you tell me you ain't got the audacity to ask God to open a window of heaven for you, to work a miracle for you, to bless you with this and bless you with that. Listen to what the scripture said and I'm gonna back up off it. The scripture says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is the benefit we have as Christians. And all the other things, you ain't got to work for them. I'm going to add it to you. I'm going to add it to you. I'm just going to it to you because you're mine. Just because you walked up right before me. Where it took others 30 years to pay for a home, I'm going to let you pay for what in five years. Where, other, where it took others to go to college to get an executive job, I'm going to get to you because you're mine. Wow, and I thought about what you were saying, too, because when you rejoice, that means that you trust God and that you know that he's going to work it out. And when you think of things of being, like you said, make you laugh, especially to know that when your loved ones die, they're going to go have eternal life if they save. And if you save, you're going to have eternal life and be able to see them. That is something to be glad about. Yeah, because the scripture said cry. 
The future should cry when they come into the world and rejoice when they leave. That may you know, that sound kind of weird. You might somebody say that sound kind of weird. That what the stripper said. He said it's better to go to the funeral than go to the party. <laughs> because at the party, your heart is full of folly. And on your way to destruction. But if you but at a funeral, your heart is broken and open to the Lord, so God can talk to you now. So we 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 God way of laughter, God way of doing things, kind of different than our way, because God knows best. So I say this afternoon. You folks that have been frowning, you say you've been born again, you say you saved, you say God is your shepherd and you shall not want, you say he's your way maker, your problem solver, you say can't nobody do you like Jesus, and put a smile on your face so the world can see that. Because I don't care what you're going through, God's going to bring you out of it. When God brought me out of prison, I was at the lowest state they was. They wanted no hope. The devil tried to take my hope away. But the Bible said when hope was against hope, I hoped it anyway. I didn't care what they said about me, telling me I won't never get out no more. They're going to throw away the key. Well, they met around and throw the key in God's hand. They, throw their, they thought they throwed it away, but God had the key. He had the last say so. Your life ain't in man's hand. I don't care what man say. Your life is in God's hand. And I laughed my way right on out of there, and I'm still laughing now. <laughs> You said you laughed going out the door. I laughed going out the door with a big old smile on my face. Lord. I didn't, the only reason I didn't dance, I didn't want to put on the front. <laughs> uh, uh, that's enough to make you glad when you rejoice and be glad in the Lord. You know, another thing it says, too, we should be joyful that our sins are forgiven because we was on our way to hell, but since Jesus died on the cross, we have a chance now to be forgiven. That should make us have joy, right, Dad? That's true. That's true. That's where our joy comes from. See, gee, see, the world joy is limited, but he said, but the joy God gives us is eternal, and it's spiritual. It's in the Holy Ghost. That's why I said when the fruits of the Spirit is something that you can't do nothing with, I don't care what you go through, it's going to be there because it's in the Holy Ghost, and, 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 and it's from God. And this is what God wanted. You got so many Christians going through, but they aren't going through with joy because they don't have the Holy Ghost. Uh, 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 the Holy Ghost comes to give you power. The Holy Ghost comes come, come give you benefit, and you can't be by just being saved. And all you got to do is receive it. When you got saved, you were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Yeah, when you were sealed with it, here the devil got you thinking that you got to live right to get the Holy Ghost uh, some certain way. If you got to get perfect to get the Holy Ghost, you done been deceived already. You, you perfect, Holy Ghost is what's going to make you perfect. And when them, them people that got saved this day, oh, they weren't perfect when the Holy Ghost fell on them. On the day of Pentecost, some of them were vagrant. Some of them were pagans. Some of them were living ungodly lives. Some of them were idol worshippers. But on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost shot out of Boshay, fell in the fell in the upper room on them pagans, on them them, them, them wicked people that didn't even know God. But when they accepted Jesus as their Savior, not only would they get saved, but the Holy Ghost filled them up. Good God Almighty. You know, I hear people sometimes, my God, my Godmother, God bless her, she used to say, well, if you lost one job, God going to give you another. Stop praising them now for it. And I can yeah. hear what she meant by that, that I him lost my job, and, and she wanted me to be happy saying, God going to give you another. It's going to be better than that. Yes, it lets the world know that your trust is in God, not in the job that you lost. You never know when God trying to shift you to another location, another place. So that's okay. I got fired. They, they told me they did this mystery and let me go. And I didn't know what I was going to tell my wife when I got home. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to just, just pray the Lord anyway. 
All I knew was to give God a prayer. And five minutes, ten minutes later, before I could get down the road, because they told me they were going to get back in touch with me. They had already done dismissed me. And they told me to get back in touch with me. And they got back and told me that I wasn't fired. Told me, and I was on a night shift, and I didn't like that night shift nowhere. I'd been trying to get on day shift, but I couldn't get on it because other people had priority over me. And they took and put me on a day shift job. And I stayed there until the time I retired. God knows how to do things. So he turned down that sorrow to your to your benefit and to your joy. Yes, he did. And look, and your hope was in God, and your trust was in God. So could you give a prayer, especially for those that have lost their joy? I believe that this was an attack. The adversary didn't want us to put out this good news for us to smile and start crying. So can you give yeah. a prayer? I will, and I want to say again, I don't know why God keeps telling me the leader. Leader gets your joy back. Your members are watching you. They need your joy. Your joy, see, you, you, you reflect it. Whatever you, however you carry yourself, it affects them. They'll live it. They'll honor your anointed. So get joy back in your anointed. Precious Father, I pray for the leaders that they will get joy back in their anointed. In the name of Jesus, they don't lead the people with a frown. Lead the people with a with this discomfort on their faith, but they'll lead the people with a shout. They'll lead the people with joy. Give the leader back the laughter, Lord. Give the leader back that joy, God. This leader about to have nervous breakdown. They took the church to heart, God. They took it so personal. Let them know that they ain't got to take that church in the heart, God, but give that church to you, God, because the church belongs to you, not to them. And have a nervous breakdown, oh, God. Give them back their laughter. Give them back their joy. And not only leaders, but everyone on the side of my voice that might be sad, might be in despair, might think that you can't make it. If God brought me out of prison in 100 years, put a smile on my face, gave me four beautiful children, a son and four daughters and 20 grandbabies and a, and a great-grandbaby, brought me from the bottom to the top from a no-name and privilege to an apostle. You did that, God, and you could do it for them, Lord. You do it, God. Put laughter in the hearts of your people. Lift up their color and do it for them, and the glory shall be yours. And it backs them against the wall, you get that back off that wall. Let them know that you are still God, and Messiah, you there is none other. In Jesus' name, amen. question and I just want to wrap it up. Why is it important to not to complain? Because the songwriter says, Reverend Paul Jones says that I won't complain. Why is that so important? Because it shows a sign of negativity. And God don't like complaining. It's what the children of Israel did, they complained. That's what Satan did in heaven. He complained and he didn't like his position. And he complained and he tried to take over and he ended up losing out. God don't like complaining. Uh, plain. God wants you to give him praise. He wants you to rejoice regardless of what you're going through and not complain because complaining is sin. It shows a sign of doubt. God Almighty. Well, God bless you, Apostle. Any final words before we play your favorite song? I just hope somebody leave laughing this afternoon. Go tell your neighbor. Go tell mom and daddy. Go tell sister and brother. Go tell every family member that you know of that is frowning. Now you are wondering what's wrong with them. What's wrong is they don't lost their laugh. You tell them to laugh again. I didn't tell you my subject was you will laugh again. And my subtopic was God wants you to laugh. Remember that you will laugh again, and God wants you to laugh. Good God Almighty, that God wants you to laugh. That is so beautiful. We have heard from Apostle Alexander Lockamy with the Burning Bush Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Please tune in 
on Thursday from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. where you will hear the man of God, that God has given him a wisdom gift. And like he said, what's the title again? You will laugh again. And God wants you to laugh. You will laugh again, and God wants you to laugh. And don't complain. God bless you, Apostle. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. God bless you. Yes, God bless. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I when I look around.
you might be sick, body rocking with pain, but thank you, Lord, the bills are due, don't know where the money coming from, but thank you, Lord. Thank <laughs> you. 